Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough, and my cat's on the kitchen table. How are you, Bren? <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty good. I don't have cat fur and anus all over where I eat, so... I know. Oh, God, it's disgusting. I He knows he's not allowed to be up here, but if he sees that I'm podcasting here, he feels like he get, can get away with it, and I am just going to have to disinfect and Windex the hell out of this thing, because it's, <laughs> it's a glass table, by the way. It's not uh, just, like, weird. Okay, yeah. so you'll see the prints and everything. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah Can't have this happen when family's over. <laughs> Part of being cat owners, you have to accept they'll just they'll just get everywhere. They'll just they'll get into everything. He is my first cat, and that is what I'm learning. But this is a cat cast. Um, good to have <laughs> you back, Bren. It's no, been it's a little Basta's bit. Oh uh, damn it! Yeah, we need Basta. Oh, it's been a minute since we had him on too. But uh, what's going on with you? Do we want to do any little life updates before we dive into the video games? Because it's a video game podcast. <laughs> uh, life wise, uh, I keep lying to myself, thinking I'm gonna write stuff and i never do uh i've had like a DD one shot in my head for months now and haven't gotten any more work on it for like the last two months oh so damn it's it's one of those where it's just like oh, there's so much stuff in it overwhelms you and you're just like but what if i didn't do any of it and it's just like that doesn't help anybody <laughs> um let's see work-wise almost anyone at my company who's been there for more than five years is quitting and we're not backfilling those positions so it's like oh <laughs> that's not a good sign so more money just, to go around, right? Uh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. In fact, it's less money. It's, oh it, no, it's more work for less money. So it's just kind of like, yo, I need an exit strategy. Um, but yeah, pretty much same old, same old. Nothing, nothing crazy happened. I don't have, like face tattoos or anything now. So fair enough. SoundCloud rap is your new future. Oh jeez. I mean, I guess the biggest thing going on right now is I'm trying to tackle JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is a fucking nightmare of an anime. There's just so oh, okay. fucking much of it, and it's just so fucking bizarre. And, I mean, it's, it has bizarre in the title. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. Um, but it's just so weird. And I'm not even doing it for the podcast. It's just... I gotta watch Recreationally. Something. <laughs> I gotta watch something at the gym, and there's like a hundred episodes of that, so it's like, this is easy. Nice. Uh, yeah. How about you? Anything crazy in the Dugoverse? Uh no. Crazier. I was saying on the last episode, uh yeah, the the record labels expanding and uh there's some exciting stuff going on there. I was also mentioning how I'm into record cutting and I have like some like old equipment from like the 50s it might even be the 40s but it's like this stuff it's this thing called the reco cut and there's different models of it it was like a company from new york from like decades ago that would make these record lays that would give you the ability to cut your own records uh it's kind of like the same process for making like a master cut for like what they send to like the rec to the pressing plants uh it's like a whole process there's a lot of things that i've learned over many years of research but long story short i got my hands on one of these pieces of equipment and the most crucial and expensive piece of it the cutter head uh stopped working for me so i sent that off to get repaired i got it back and now I was told that it's like in amazing condition. Like the guy who repaired it was like the one I'm like shocked at how good this is uh, functioning. So let me know what you think when you get it back and I can't get it to work. And I know <laughs> it's, it's not the, the cutter head. It's m something I'm doing with my amplifier or no. something with the cables on the way to the cutter head. So I am just trying to fucking troubleshoot this thing. And it's so frustrating. Cause like, it's so so much money invested into this thing, and I can't cut any records right now. And I'm like, I've been out of commission for months, and I just oh, want to get back to it. That's so nice. that's something I'm interested in, like resolving. And I'm, I'll be spending the rest of the weekend uh, doing some research and talking to the guy that repaired that. He's in LA. There's like he's uh -huh. one of three people that are capable of doing these kind of repairs, and he's like an apprentice to this guy that's been doing it for like the past 50 years. So like, I feel like Jeez. I got like the best guy there is. And it's like, I, every time I'm on the phone with him, I'm like just shocked at like his knowledge of everything. It's super impressive. So hopefully he can help me get back up and running. And then there was this really random thing that I figured I should throw out there. That's related. I was on Craigslist just being like, Oh, I'll type in rec reco cut just for the sh uh, for shits the and giggles. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. They're super rare and hard to come by. 
And there's one literally, I live like in a city called Pottstown and it's not far from Philadelphia. <laughs> Dude. Well, <Sorry>. it's ridiculous. <laughs> there, there was a record cut in Pottstown. There's a place called like classic collectibles or something. It's he's selling it for like way more than I can afford. I think it was like 3,500 bucks or something, Dude. but I'm, I talked to him on the phone today and I'm going to stop in tomorrow just to like uh, pick his brain and be like, what do you know about these things? And like see his in action and just maybe talk them down on the price. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to get it. Lauren's already like, you're not buying this. I'm like, I know, but it's just like, oh, no, I can't. I definitely can't, but it's just definitely insane that there's one that close to home. So hopefully yeah. I can check out the different model and yeah, maybe learn a thing or two. That's us. Yeah. Like yeah it's weird. really weird stuff. I know it's a super niche audience. There's like this website called the lathe trolls and it's the <laughs> people that are trying to keep this like whole thing alive. It, it blows my mind, Bren, that like in the year 2019, since there is such a resurgence of all these people being like, let me do my own do it yourself record cutting. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, it's crazy to me that there aren't companies being like, where is Reco Cut today? Like, why aren't they making these and selling these things? Like, not wholesale. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like to the public, it's just crazy. Uh, I know there'd be an audience for it. So instead, all these people are resorting to fucking ancient machines that are like <laughs> uh, like that yeah and if you need like a specific piece of material like oh the feed screw for instance it's like that's three hundred dollars on ebay and that's the only Shit. place you'll find it so it's kind of insane to get into this hobby there was this guy in germany called sorry that's selling like modern ones but they're like that like yeah i'd, I'd bet it costs like seven thousand dollars to get one and you'd have to literally fly to germany have him teach you in person before he sends you home with one so it's Jeez. like i don't think i'm gonna do that there's some weird like forbidden like monk martial arts shit like i think that's why they consider themselves the lathe trolls because like what the hell are any of us doing this is crazy <laughs> it's like we're just super audio files that are just like I just want the ability to be able to cut my own bootleg records where it's like, I always wanted to listen to this Jet Set Radio track on a record, but oh, there are no Jet Set Radio records. So it's like, I'll make my own. But that's super just ambitious. And it's also more lo-fi. You're not going to get like the full quality out of like a pressed yeah. record as you are on a lathe cut. It's very comparable but not like identical so I don't know for what it's worth it's a super cool hobby but I'm out of commission and pissed jeez that's yeah. in depth <laughs> pretty weird yeah so maybe try, somebody learned something <laughs> you should try and hit up maybe like get in contact with uh, limited run games because like as well as limited physical releases of games they do like yeah. limited merch so they did like a headlander was like a uh, Castlevania side-scrolling kind of game where you're just like a head in an astronaut suit and took over other people's heads. Uh, it was like Adult Swims. It was a pretty decent game. Um, but they did like a lunchbox with it, like an old-timey like metal lunchbox with the thermos inside and stuff. And I think the physical copy of the game came in the lunchbox and stuff nice. like that. Um, so they do merch as well. But I know also know they do a uh, limited run of like certain uh, OST uh, soundtracks on vinyl. So, like you said, it's probably pressed. It's probably not, like, laved because that seems yes. much more in-depth. Um, but still, it's, like, limited runs of, like, the Oxenfree soundtrack on a vinyl disc. And it's like, where else on the fucking planet are you going to get something like that? But It's so ridiculous you bring them up because I have a few of their, like, Nintendo Switch games that are pressed. Or maybe it was PS4. Oh, I have Fury or something, which oh, yeah. typically didn't get pressed, but they made additions. It's a good soundtrack. But I got the soundtrack for Elfin Lied on <laughs> vinyl, which is so ridiculous Jeez. to me because I'm thinking like I love uh, the opening sound, the opening theme song. I think it's called Lilium or something. Mm -hmm. But just to hear that on vinyl, it was just glorious. But the rest of it is just very just like dark, moody, like violins and pianos and weird shit. So I don't know. That was just like a super strange buy. I don't think it was limited run, but it was another company that's doing that stuff. And yeah. it's just worth mentioning a lot of like the more like like DIY, like indie labels out there, like kind of like missed out records. I see a few of them even doing very bizarre formats. Like I saw someone trying to bring back a track. I saw <laughs> someone do mini CDs and then uh, floppy disks. And the floppy disks have actually been tried on multiple occasions for the past like decade, but yeah. I've never purchased one and I kind of refuse to because I'm like, why the fuck would I do this? <laughs> I, I hit me up when they get bring back hit clips. 
the single use <laughs> little like cartridge on like a oh tiny my boom god. box. Yes, I do remember that. Uh, wow. Those things were a travesty. They should not like the epitome of like unnecessary waste. Yep, <laughs> making single serving like little plastic disc and like programmable chips. Uh, but I remember like watching. I forget what show. Some sort of spy drama. But they said like if you want to like hide information so that, like make it secure so no one finds it, put it on an outdated form of technology. Like put it on a floppy disk or an A track. Like because no one has those anymore. And like you said, they are so rare now because they usually get like disposed and destroyed or recycled into something else. Yep. So oh, that's man. us. That really is. So well, that was our little life updates. We can dive into the video games. <laughs> Um, let's see here. I am in trouble because I haven't played very much. I feel like yeah, hosting no. a video game podcast is hard. And as, if you don't play a video game as the week goes by, you're like, oh, fuck, what do I talk about? But I, I'm trying to think here. Okay. So it's all related. So I'll kind of dive into it since I was struggling and trying to determine what's going on with my record lave. I went to Best Buy and I, I have like, credit card points that I can use towards Best Buy. So I'm like, okay, I have about 170 bucks. I'm going to use that money towards this uh, amplifier I need to try to figure out what's going on with my record lathe. I, I'm doing some testing. If that doesn't go well, I'm going to return that. And what I originally was going to spend that money on, besides like record label related things, was an HD or what's it called? An Elgato HD60S. And that's a capture card for people who are unfamiliar. And that's something I've always wanted. So it will enable me to play or to enable me to stream my Nintendo Switch games on Twitch. And <laughs> it's, I don't know, I would love to do some uh, Zelda streams. There's all sorts of games that I, uh, Diablo 3, it'd be cool to uh, do multiplayer with like uh, Amanda from One Track Gamers. So uh, yeah. if I can get that going, I think that would be really exciting for the podcast to like kind of every time we do plugs be like oh and on this day you can look forward to us streaming this game because i don't know i could do it with ps4 right now but i there's just i feel like a lot more games in the nintendo space that i can like play multiplayer or just like i don't Mm -hmm. know it it, like even just pokemon or something it's just so much different stuff yeah it's i always consider streaming again but like my internet has just gotten like worse by the day and like to the point where, like, we're going to have to talk to him because, like, I can't maintain a stable connection just watching a YouTube video sometimes. So oh, I, no. I don't even – I don't want to put – if anyone would actually watch us, uh, I wouldn't want them to watch, like, how much stuttering or how low the frame rate would be or whatever, like, or the resolution. So it's it's definitely a struggle. If we can figure that out, I might stream something because I've, I've actually been playing stuff. Which is weird for me. <laughs> oh, very cool. That well, that's good to hear. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I'm fortunate to have very good internet. So if I can get this going, I'll be in pretty good shape. But it's also I was just reading reviews about it, and there's it's just very split. Like some people are like just dead on arrival. This yeah. thing does not work, and I'm like, well, what the fuck? But then other people are like, this is fantastic. So I guess I'm just gonna have to find out for myself. So I'll hopefully keep the listeners posted on that. And maybe you'll just see an email come through where it's like, Oh, they just went live and it's, he's playing a switch game. So that'll tell you. He's getting his ass handed to him in super smash brothers. Yeah. Well, I don't own that yet, but Uh, (laughs) it's a great game, but like with a Nintendo switch, everything online seems to be a crapshoot. So like Mario Kart eight and Splatoon, their online stability is pretty good. Um, it's Nintendo's never good online. Uh, so you would need like a Nintendo app voice service just to talk to each other. So you might as well just call your friends. Yeah. Do like a Discord voice chat because there's no online Nintendo's voice chat server and service. And it's just like uh, there's so many things Nintendo's still like very archaic and backwards on like that. But then like Splatoon and uh, Mario Kart 8, the stability is great. But the communication's not. And then with like nope. Super Smash Brothers, the stability is garbage. And there is no communication. So it's like uh, like I really enjoy the new Smash Ultimate, but there's like no one to play with, and like the online's awful. And we talked Damn. about it before. You pick your preferences for the matches, and you'll get thrown in a match, and it's not even those preferences sometimes. So like you go in with wanting a three stock and no time limit, you get thrown into a team battle with five stock each and like a five minute timer. It's like I didn't, I don't want this. It's too late to back out. So like the Damn. online's just real weird with a lot of Nintendo stuff. 
So I was like, ah. Yeah, I wish they'd figure out the communication problem, too. You saying that reminded me that I was on a phone call with Corey and Amanda trying to play, uh, what was it, Mario Kart. And yeah, for the longest time, they couldn't even get in my game. And it was just like, we're on the phone, just like awkwardly being like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's watching. It was He was spectating my game waiting to get in because we were just waiting for someone to leave. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's real weird and wonky. Like, the Switch is great in so many regards. Online is not one of them by any stretch. That's true. Um, but yeah, I, w- I do want to play some Zelda. That I feel like if I stream it, it'll like force me to like make progress. <laughs> <laughs> Got eyes on you at the pressure. Yeah, if anyone's watching, which I doubt. <laughs> uh, I still... I got to go to the DMV tomorrow, and it's LA, and it's on a Saturday, so it's going to be super packed. So I might be able to beat all of Bayonetta 2 while waiting in line for the DMV, because <laughs> I have to go at 7 a.m. to stand in line for it. Um, and it's a short game, right? It's it's supposed to be under 10 hours. So, like, theoretically, okay. I can knock that out in one weekend. So, like, I keep saying I'll do it, and then I keep getting distracted by other shiny objects, because I'm a bird. So I, I want to get that one done before I even get into... Because like, I want to get that one done, and then Banner Saga 2 and 3 are supposed to also be around 10 hours, but I'm really bad at those, so they'll probably be 15 hours each. And like, I want to get down some of the smaller games before I get into like Breath of the Wild and Yakuza 0 and those just giant open world games. So, it's a struggle. We're, we're cursed with too many good games. Um, speaking of which, I played a demo recently on a Switch, which is very rare. The demo still exists, let alone on uh, Switch. But it's yeah. for um, Dragon Quest Builders 2. And it's basically Dragon Quest Minecraft. Which is yeah. weird. Because it's two franchises I've never played any of. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so um, I know of Dragon Quest, for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically a JRPG. Like, a standard JRPG, like monsters, and you're a warrior, and you save the kingdom, and all that stuff. But it's all, the technicality is, or technicality. Uh, the caveat is it's all done in the style of uh, Dragon Ball Z. The guy who did uh, the character designs for it, it was the one who went on to create Dragon Ball Z. So everyone looks like that, and it's great seeing stuff besides Saiyans and Namek and like the same characters we're so familiar with Dragon Ball Z. It's cool seeing like, these big monsters and like these little slimes and all these very dynamic different characters in that style. Yeah, wasn't that same artist responsible for, like, Chrono Trigger and yeah. other stuff? Okay. Yeah, very iconic. Like, did a lot of projects that ended up becoming huge, like, way back in the day and set the groundwork for a lot of stuff. Um, but, so, it's, like I said, it's basically Minecraft, but it's got, like, a story mode. It's got an actual story. It's got multiplayer online, so you can play with friends and build stuff with them and stuff. And it's just, it's, like, getting, like, 9.5 out of 10, like, pretty much everywhere. Like, it's universally really well-received. And the demo of it just gives you a very basics of controls, shows you where the story's kind of going, and then shows you kind of how to build and the area you'll be building in. And then it cuts you off. And it's like, if you want more of this, you're going to have to buy the whole game. And it's like, ah, it's like fair. It gave you a little taste of it. I wish you got more of a taste, but that's what a demo is. Um, yeah. So I did enjoy it. And it does seem really fun. I could definitely see myself getting into it, despite not knowing anything about Dragon Quest or Minecraft, really. But it's like Yakuza and like Breath of the Wild. It's too big for me to get into right now. Like, if we've talked about it before, these this is the kind of game you buy, and that's the only game you play for the next, like, two years. Yeah. Like, if you want to save money, this is the game you invest in. Because, like, this has so much stuff. Like, people have played hundreds of hours and gotten nowhere in the story because they're doing, they're just building their own, like, towns and encampments and stuff. So, it's really good. If you want that uh, Minecraft itch, and you want something that looks nicer uh, than just cubes everywhere, and it's on PS4 and Switch, uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Like, you you really don't need to know the story. You can go in blind and just pretty much piece it together and kind of understand what's happening. So, it's really cool, and I think they just said there's an update that's going to give it an epilogue and more uh, customizable stuff. So... It's real neat. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a really cool combination of game or franchises. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, there's another game that's not out yet, but I pre-ordered it because I know we how much we say about not pre-ordering stuff, and y'all know I'm a hypocrite. So Yeah, it happens. <laughs> um, it's also a very small studio. It's uh, The game's called Indivisible, 
and it's been in development for like five years or so, and it's a completely hand-drawn animated RPG. So it's all done, like, it's, it reminds me of very reminiscent of, like, Battleship Brigade. Like, it's all beautifully animated and stuff, and it's very dynamic, and it looks like you summon these different creatures, and then that becomes your party and you fight with, and all this stuff. And it just looks so good. I've kind of been following it for a long time now, and it's finally gotten announced for October-ish. I think October 8th. Um, and it was, like, 35 bucks for a pre-order, so you get that discount early on. Nice. So it's hand drawn like Cuphead in a way, or am I yeah. mistaken? Okay, no, like Cuphead, yeah, yeah. So it's like that, and uh, it's all two D, and it's a side scrolling RPG like fighter, and it just looks like really well done and stuff. So I, I was fine with pre ordering that and kind of giving it, giving money to like a small team and just saying like, yes, we want more of this rather than throwing sixty bucks at Dragon Quest Builders and just you know playing for fifteen hours and then never again because I get sucked into something else. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to play that when that eventually comes out. Uh, other than that, uh, Monster Hunter World, the Iceborne DLC is coming out soon. Classic Capcom stuff. The PC version got delayed till 2020. And the console one's coming out, like, I think in the next two weeks or so. So it sucks it got delayed. But considering this is kind of their first big game on PC, and they've had some struggles with it, but they've usually fixed most stuff. I'm fine with the delay. Like, Monster Hunter World is one of their biggest selling games of all time because it's on PC now and it opens up to a whole new market. So, if they need a little more time to finish out the glitches and stuff, I'm fine with that. I can wait. Totally. But leading up till the DLC, they're having all the uh, seasonal event stuff, like time-sensitive stuff. They're having it, like, all at once now. So it's like, hey, if you missed anything and you want to knock it out before this DLC comes out, here you go. Here's here's a bunch of it. And uh, so that's really cool. So I'm getting back into Monster Hunter World a bit and just seeing like any of the gear I need or any of the little special events. Um, I still can't fight the the like monster Leshin from Witcher because I'm not high enough level. Because I, I play it a good bit and I really enjoy the game. There's people who only play Monster Hunter World and are like level like 500 something, and I'm level like 45. So like, <laughs> there's some people who are like this is their life, and this is yeah. all I do. And it's weird because like there's not much of an end game. Once you beat it, you get like a little more stuff, but it's still just grinding for armor and grinding for new monsters. And it's just like you only fight so many monsters before they just become stronger versions of the same monsters. So it's it's kind of funny seeing how invested people are into this, but hey, it's it's a solid game. They're invested for a reason. Totally. And the other game I uh, was playing and finished talked about it uh, last time I was on the flood in the flame or no the flame in the flood. I'm looking at it right now and I said it wrong. The flame <laughs> in the flood. And it was a cool game that was made by this like tiny studio. You can tell it's tiny because ooh, it's not polished. <laughs> there was a number of bugs in it. Um. But basically, it's this kind of, like, end-of-the-world scenario where you're just in, like, a forest, and you're riding on a river the whole time, and you're this uh, young girl who's, like, in some sort of, like, summer camp or scout camp, and you're with your dog, and you just float on this river, and you just uh, build your raft a little bit bigger, you hit little spots, you run out and get supplies and come back, build more, go out and hunt animals, get supplies, and you're just trying to get to the end of the river. And it's really cool. But like I said, it's not super polished. Uh, You can get two different types of dogs that have different names. But even if you choose the other dog, um, the dog has its own inventory you can put stuff in so you can carry a lot of gear. Uh, If you choose the other dog, it still has the default dog's name when you put it in the inventory. Bingus. (laughs) Yeah, Bingus. Um, There's plenty of times where I'm clipping through stuff or like I got stuck in between two objects and like couldn't move. Um, I beat the game and at the end you get out of the river and go to this like island where it's like the safe haven. But I was, t- it bugged out while I was loading the island. So it didn't actually give me, give me like an entry point where like a dock you're supposed to dock at and like get off. So yeah. like I kept floating around the river or around the island and I clipped like through the other side and it just kept hitting the island and my raft just kept breaking more and more and more until I died. So it's just like the endpoint just didn't load right, and it killed me, and I had to like go back to the last checkpoint. So it's kind of like that sucks. Like there's nothing I could have done about that. Um, it's still like a fun game, and it's like pretty cheap. I think it's like fifteen dollars at full price. 
Um, and the style reminded me of a lot of like Coraline, like uh, Psychonauts, kind of flat 3D characters and stuff. So it was like a neat design. Um, but the game, uh, you, you kind of run out of stuff real quick. Uh, I talked about how I had trouble finding like cattails. And then I just found them all in like, I found like 30 in one island. So you can go on like big droughts of resources. Um, there's not much to it. You, you kind of see everything it has maybe in the first like hour or so. Um, but like I said, it's cool. It's a neat little game by a small group and uh, they're doing something different. And uh, one thing I particularly enjoyed is um, you get different missions or like tasks. And one of them was like, hunt the great white wolf. And it's like, all right, I guess I'll get to an island where there's a big wolf that I have to fight. And the easiest way to fight wolves is you create a spear trap, which is like a, you know, a bunch of sharpened sticks on a, a bended, bended stick. And then, you know, they pull on a rope and it swings out and kills them right away. Um, and as I'm on like an island, I'm looking around and I just hear a howl from a wolf. And I was like, oh, this is wolves on the island. Let me put out a trap real quick, run back to my safe point. And then as I'm running back, I just see, like, kill the great white wolf completed. It's like, huh, wonder what that was. And I run <laughs> back to the trap, and the great white wolf is dead in the trap. I was like, oh, that... Damn. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that's... Honestly, that's kind of disappointing. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Know. Really good trap placement, Brett. <laughs> well, because they just follow you straight, so you can just... It, and you don't trigger the trap, so you can just run through the trap, and they'll follow you and get uh, killed by it. But, like, I never even saw it. It just ran into my trap off screen. So I was just like... Huh. Oh well. <laughs> um, but it, it is a neat little game if you just want a cool, like almost don't starve, but like based on a river sort of style of game. Pretty cheap. You can knock it out in uh, three, four hours, maybe. Like it's not very long. Um, it's a neat game. I'd recommend it. But yeah, like I said, there's uh, there's some stuff that uh, isn't quite as fine tuned as it should be. Fair enough. I actually thought of some games that I forgot to mention. Well, first and foremost, uh, the one game I mentioned, I don't think you were on that episode, uh, is a game called Aquapark.io. And it's another one of these just IO games where you're playing multiplayer and it's, you're going down a massive water slide suspended in air and you can slide off the edges of the water slide to like try to like cut vantage points to like land on different angles of the water slide to then like get in first place it's it's basically cutting corners in a race it's a really interesting concept and a really fun game i'm still thoroughly enjoying that it's free but like i said the ads are super annoying if you like and i have yet to pay for them so maybe (laughs) one of these days i'll just uh pony up and do that because i do thoroughly enjoy that game and i'm still playing roller coaster tycoon (laughs) surprisingly i feel like in the history of this podcast, this might be the longest, like, I've ever played any <laughs> mobile game ever. Like, second runner-up is definitely whatever Tap Tap Fish or whatever the fuck that <laughs> was. It was it was something like Aquarium simulator. or something before that, and it had, like, a cool name, but uh, I don't remember exactly. But anyway, I do. Uh, I'm almost like capped out in roller coaster, uh, roller coaster tycoon, though. Like, I'm like level 57. I think it caps at 60. Left. Yeah, it's insane. Like my park is like worth five hundred million or something. Like, but I was looking at like the world leaderboards, being like, oh well, what do I measure up? There's people with like parks worth like hundreds of billions, and I'm like, okay, I just I feel like I just never want to play this game ever again. <laughs> if it's like how well, then again, I'm thinking they probably also spent hundreds of dollars yeah. on this game too. So like, Whales. I have yet to spend a cent, and I refuse to. But it's still super fun and just like something to log into every now and then and be like oh shit my rides are all broken because i haven't played in a while i feel like any multiplayer any online part of a game is maybe one of the most humbling experiences of anyone's life because it it's not even like a multiplayer like overwatch where it's a shooter or something no matter what you do no matter how invested you are in something there's someone who is 10 times more invested in a video (laughs) game online and you will never hit their level Ever. Nope. So it's just like, it's mind boggling. <laughs> and other than mobile games, though, this is one that caught my eye and I feel like it's caught nobody else's eye. <laughs> uh, but it's, and it's also caught my eye for a dumb reason because it's kind of like a meme and a funny thing. Uh, my record label has a band that I'll never shut up about. They're called Standards. They're from LA. They're a two piece, uh, just a drummer and a guitarist, and they oh, crush cool. it like so goddamn good. Anyway, they have like, 
a following of like people. Uh, in fact, there's a Facebook group called Standards Fruit Posting, and I guess we just like as the fans of Standards, we like consider ourselves fruits, and we have an obsession with fruit, <laughs> and it's a thing. Right. So there's this game uh, that I saw in the Nintendo eStore that I want to buy a physical copy if I can of this game called All Star Fruit Racing, and I posted it in Fruit Posting. And I'm like, we all need to get this game and play, and I hope somebody's I, like, I don't think anyone's serious. I'm fucking serious. Like, I want to buy this game and play it. It looks pretty fun. It's like just a kart racing game, but they were just like throw in some fruits and dinosaurs and shit. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Like, literally, that's like if you look this game up, it looks super cutesy and I'm interested. Like, I don't know. I'll maybe I'll read a description here. It says, All-Star Fruit Racing propels players into vibrant worlds filled with incredible action, drift through looping bends, soar over monumental jumps, and defy gravity itself around tubular tracks in an explosively colorful racer bursting with championship modes and awe-inspiring sights. So they didn't mention anything about fruit in that. I'm actually (laughs) really surprised. Um, It's the whole theme of the game. (laughs) <laughs> it looks fun. Uh, in all reality, I was wondering, I was watching some gameplay too. I'm like, there is nothing fruit related other than the environments. Like, I mean, maybe you could like argue one of the cars like wheels looks like watermelon but I don't know. It looks like all the characters have fruit themes to them. Like one looks like a dragon fruit, one looks like a pineapple. Yeah, definitely like pink hair matching this one character. And yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. This, this is, you know what this is? This is that... Uh, Penelope Sweets from Wreck-It Ralph. It's that, <laughs> but instead of a candy, it's fruit. No. Like, it's her racing game, but it's all fruit. That's what this is. I know, but I'm still, I like it. It's cute. I mean, it, it's it, it's for standards fans. If only they had a deal with it's, like, <laughs> exclusively standards tie-in. music, which I will exclusively listen to when I play this game, yeah. then I'll, like, even be more interested. I mean, it might be good. I'm, I'm not saying it's uh, necessarily a bad thing. Oh, it's like $14. That's not a great price for a game. Um, yeah. But, like, it's a racing game, so they they don't have to be that, like, complex or, like, in-depth. Like, it's a racing game. You know what you're getting with this. Well, so. at least on Steam, it's got 73 reviews, and it's mostly positive. It's so. mostly positive. It's Works not the for worst me. thing. That's what I mean. So I thought that was a goofy-ass game that I thought I'd bring up on our goofy-ass show. <laughs> yeah, it's... God, there's a lot of games out right now. Oh, uh, talking about the Dragon Quest Builders reminded me of a... There's another indie game on Switch because it's just an indie game machine. Because um, that's like 80% of their gaming library. Um, but there's a game called Forager where you're just like this like little, very blank little uh, white cartoon character guy who just starts on an island. You have a few resources. You just mine it, build, mine, like, build, like, gather resources and just grow and grow. You can... uh, Once you have enough money, you can buy different islands and that expands your territory of, like, how you can adventure and stuff. And it's, like, really cool, but it's also really addicting because it's kind of got that phone game element where it's just, like, I gotta check in every day, tap these few things, hit this, (laughs) gather this stuff and then i gotta do it all again in an hour and it's like 20 bucks on switch so it's it's pretty cheap um and it's a real fun game like it looks really really well done and like a lot of effort put into it but i can see that just being like the endless cycle of like a phone game and i can see that being dangerous but also if you're you know short on cash and need a game that could entertain you for a very long time and don't quite have enough money for Dragos Builders, Forager. It's like, cheap. yeah, it looks really cute and fun. Uh, man, I'm interested. This looks like the new uh, Binding of Isaac for you. No, no, I'm not. No, uh, I saw a stream of it. I was like, man, that looks fun. I might get that on the Switch. That could be really fun, like on the mobile. And like, if you're just like, like if I'm waiting in line at the DMV tomorrow, I'm just like, no, I can't do. I can't give that to myself. That'll it just won't end. Do you think there's a market for video game rehab? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think it would be too different, though. It, it wouldn't just be like, uh, swing them off Mountain Dew with like Mountain Dew diet and like slow transition them to water. Um, it wouldn't be something like that. It would just be like, uh, the, the addicting parts of games would be so varied and they would be so. Uh, no, I guess that is same with like drugs. It's not always a physical thing. It can be different psychological dra- trauma. 
it would just be a lot. <laughs> and it would also be really dumb to be like, oh, yeah, I went to rehab for video games. Like, I could see that being a legitimate problem. I wouldn't tell people that, though, if I had Yeah, that. true. Yeah, I guess there's really – there's no money there, so I guess we can move no, past no that. <laughs> you uninstall the game. You throw the console away. You just try and move on and just – And you pet some puppies. Pet some help. puppies. Live the Amish life. Just disconnect from all electronics for a bit. <laughs> I do want to play Forger though. That looks it great, looks and real hopefully fun. it won't ruin my life. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's that it's like the Stardew Valley kind of like phone game like addiction, where it's just like small simple task, and you're just like checking off a checklist, and it's just that weird lizard part of your brain that loves like organization. And you're just like yes, 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 and like that gets you. That gets people, and I oh. It's yeah. It's it reminds me of a game, game dev story, or one of those games where I was like super into it. I almost want to re-download it, but I should stop myself. <laughs> yeah, Binding of Isaac for me was always seeing the different combination of powers. That's what got me addicted to it. Like, um, there's a way back game, like browser game called Doodle God, that ended up being like ported onto a few different consoles. Which you should never fucking pay for that. It was not worth it. Um. But you just had different elements like earth, fire, wind, water, and you just combine them and your just inventory of different elements grows so much so quickly. You're just combining all these different things to see what they make. And that's that's what Binding of Isaac did for me. It scratched that itch of just combining shit and see what happens. And it's just like, oh, God, now I want to play Binding of Isaac again. Why did you have to say that? I know. I feel like we're just, uh, I don't know, triggering ourselves. <laughs> um <laughs> Speaking of weird shit, uh, this is something that has <laughs> to be brought up. This could go anywhere. This has to be brought up on our podcast. There's a Bong Pokemon now. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. I, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I feel like can, there's no denying it, but I feel try, like that's not his but that's function. But that is what he looks like. And I feel like, I don't know, whoever like, thought of that was smoking what they designed. <laughs> So for anyone who missed it, there was a new trailer dropped for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, apparently the Japanese trailer is a little longer, so if you want to see more, uh, look for like a translated one of that. Um, but yeah, so and doesn't know, the next game takes place in uh, Pokemon England, essentially. And with this new trailer, they showed your a few rivals. They showed the villain, like the Team Rocket characters. Um, your, your rival is Marnie? I believe, who's kind of this punk rock gather chicken. She looks fucking awesome. And the rival, ba- like the bad guys in this game, the Team Rockets of them, are her fan base. They're called Team Yell, and they just follow her all around and just like scream how much they love her. And like, that's the bad guys. And it's kind of funny that a toxic fan base are the villains in a game where right now the fan base is being real toxic. About not including all the Pokemon. I know Pokemon didn't intend that, but that's very coincidental. Or if they did intend it, it's from way out. Like, they planned this a long time ago. Speaking of coincidental things, one of this Galarian Weezing's abilities is levitate, which I feel like if he's a (laughs) bomb, he's getting high, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, with this new trailer, they showed they're doing regional Pokemon again, like they do with... uh, uh, Sun and Moon and the Alola versions, how they had like specific Pokemon to that region. They're doing that again with Galarian, uh, the new England region. And the first one they revealed is Galarian Weezing, who is gray and has like a green smoke cloud as like a mustache on his main face and then like a big beard <laughs> on the smaller face. And then just this big, big dumb hat. Like you can argue it's a top hat. Right. Uh, I think it's supposed to resemble like smokestacks from like industrial era England, like the Industrial Revolution. And they even say in the description of like, oh, Galarian Weezing breathes in po- toxic and poison and like blows out perfectly healthy, clean smoke. Because, you know, pollution's bad and all, and we're in a climate crisis. Uh, so they had to very clearly say that. But like, Weezing's poison type. He's His name's already Weezing. You got this big top hat that blows out smoke off the top. Like, Doug's right. Like, you can yeah. try and make a case. It looks like a bong. You know Rapidash is using flamethrower on some Kushlax and throwing <laughs> that in the Galarian Kushlax. <laughs> Get some Tangla in there. 
like I feel like someone in Japan designed this and be like, wouldn't this be neat? And they're like, yeah. And then like someone in like Pokemon America saw it and was like, hey, yo, guys? Guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> like weed's super illegal in Japan. So like I, I could fully understand someone there designing it without realizing what it looks like. Yes. Like, I pray someone at like Nintendo America was just like, hey, yo, yo. This that's bomb. even funnier. A I have a new bomb. favorite pop Pokemon now, so that's great. Oh, jeez. It looks so stupid, and there's already, like, a bunch of fan art, and, like, I, it's great. I love it. Me too. Definitely worth bringing up. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the other regional ones are, because, like, you could definitely see how, like, Hawaii can lend itself to very, like, specific designs and redesigns. I'm, I don't know what England would be, besides, like, dreary and sad. So, like, example one, Galarian Weezing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. So, uh, interested to see what that is. Uh, they also showed that some, like, Pokemon, like Zigzagoon, is getting a third evolution form. So, not only are there new Pokemon, there's new Pokemon in the evolution chain. So, they're still doing that. Oh, wow. Uh, so, if you're excited for Pokemon, check it out. If you're one of those guys who's just bitching about them not including every single Pokemon since the dawn of time, maybe find something better to do with your time. Yeah. There's plenty of Pokemon to go around. It's fine. There's better hills to die on than that one. True. So, um, what else? Well, we're in show topics now, so... Uh, yeah. I don't know when this was announced. Oh, it was at Evo. That's it. So it makes perfect sense, because a new Guilty Gear is coming out. Guilty Gear is coming out in 2012. Or 2012. Oh, I saw that <laughs> trailer, yeah. Uh, 2020. Looks insane. It was kind of just of a teaser trailer. Like, they really didn't show too much, like a brief fighting... Um, but yo, like, A, it yeah. looks good. I'm like, I'm a fan of Guilty Gear. I've only played the most recent one, and but like, I got into it for a good while, and it is a rock solid game. Like, it is a really high end fighting game. So the fan base went nuts for this, and like, people are super excited. The attention to detail is just insane like i feel like my brain can't comprehend it if you like even just sort of slow this video down it's just like the action sequence it is very brief but it's just like i'm impressed for sure Yeah, they do a really interesting thing where all the characters look 2d when they're fighting yes and when you do their like finisher move the camera pans around and you see that are 3d they're actually 3d the whole time so it's a 3d fighting game or the 3d models rather but it has a 2d style to it when it's in its standard, like, static camera uh, position during the fight. And then it's the finalities and stuff turn and show you that it's, like, associated and, like, they, they were 3D the whole time. And just, like, it makes it look so unique and, like, pop and just, oh, it's really good. If you don't like fighting games and if you don't want to, like, play Guilty Gear, I definitely recommend just watching it. Because it's, with, like, Marvel vs. Capcom is, like, a huge fighting game. And that's just a combo machine where if your opponent fucks up once, you just do an infinite chain combo and they just never recover and you kill them like instantly. So that's one game where if you fuck up once, that's the match. But Guilty Gear is real back and forth. Like it's really heavy. You can see people with like a microscopic dose of health come back and turn the battle around and it's real intense and it's it's a very entertaining game to watch uh, even if you're not a fighting game enthusiast. So, oh, I can imagine. Yeah. That's going to be real interesting. Get my boy Faust back. I love Faust because he's bullshit RNG. And that's my specialty. <laughs> and I lose all the time. <laughs> Sounds right up your alley. Yeah. Uh, it's absolute nonsense, but I love it. What else is going on? I mean, Evo happens. I'm not the biggest fighting game, so I didn't follow it. But it is, those are great streams to catch and watch. Um, apparently, for the Super Smash Brothers Evo tournament, the person that won everything was playing with Joker for Persona 5. The most recent uh, Smash Brothers character to be released is like the DLC. So that's very interesting. I still have to watch that fight because I don't think Joker's a good character, or at least I'm not good with him. <laughs> so I'm very curious to see how he, someone won all of Evo with him. Yeah. So, Check out his technique. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Smash Brothers and Dragon Quest, uh, the hero from Dragon Quest is the most recent DLC character they announced at Evo. They're like, oh, hey, by the way, he's out now. So. For anyone who's interested, there's a new uh, Smash Brothers character. Nice. Uh, he kind of handles, like, all the other anime sword boys. Like, that's half the roster at this point of Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's uh, what I've been told. Yeah. It's uh, it's cool that it's... With Dragon Quest, it's like Final Fantasy. Like, every Dragon Quest game is a different story. 
So with the alternate costumes of the Dragon Quest hero, it's the alternate heroes from each game. So there's four different characters you can play as. They all have the same moveset and everything, but like aesthetically, they're four different characters. And then they each have their own secondary skin. So that's a very nice touch. Um, his, As far as I can tell, his big special like mechanic is he's got a magic bar, like a mana bar. And if you do down your down special, it opens up a menu bar like it would in the game where it has a list of four or five spells you can do. And as far as I can tell, the spells are always random. And you can just pick one of those spells to do stuff. So it's like a buff, you shoot a big fireball, you heal yourself, you teleport above it, uh, the enemy. Like, it can do a bunch of stuff. And there's like 20 spells or so. There's a lot of variety of those spells. So he also adds like an element of RNG where like you don't know what spells you're going to get. So you got to just work with what you got and do it quick before that menu disappears. So I can see him being very interesting and very broken. And, like, being banned from tournaments real quick. Definitely. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, all the big consoles, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, announced that they're going to require the odds for loot crates to be disclosed for games now. Oh, good. I want to see that shit for Rocket League, because I don't believe them for a second. <laughs> Speaking of Rocket League, I also saw an article. I didn't post it in our slide. Um, but I believe Rocket League is getting rid of loot boxes. Oh, good. Fuck it, because I'm so <laughs> over it. Just let me get what I want, or, like, I don't know. Like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you're fine building just this random bullshit currency, even if it takes 100 matches, and then just buying whatever skin you want. And that's what uh, Overwatch did. If you got duplicates, you got coins. If you got enough coins, you can just purchase whatever you want. But they, like, nerfed how much coins you got and, like, the probability and stuff. So, like, you pretty much have to have everything already unlocked to get coins now in overwatch it's still a weird janky mess in all these games that during that are trying to do microtransactions yeah i feel like rocket league an easy solution is like they just keep giving me crates which is like pay money to open a crate it's like well if i get like 10 crates let me be able to open one of them for free or some shit like you know what i mean i don't know yeah, I get annoyed with, like, Overwatch's uh, loot crates, but, like, you get them, you open them, it's usually garbage, but you move on. But the idea that you get them in, in uh, Rocket League, and you have to pay just to open them, it's like, yes. why the fuck are you giving me them? It's, like, Yeah, that's why I literally have accumulated, like, tens, maybe, like, 30 to 40 of them and haven't opened them, because it's like, I gave up spending money on Rocket League a long time ago, and there was a good moment where, like... 20 to 30 dollars of additional money not including me purchasing the game just was like oh i'm gonna buy all this shit and then it's like now i have all this shit i barely play the game and i look back on that i'm like yeah i wish i had that money like it's so dumb like it's just it's a trap and they know it and i feel like i feel (laughs) like it's good to hear that they're removing that so hopefully other people won't fall into the trap but it's just crazy that we were in the wild west of it all where it's just (laughs) like yeah fuck everything give us your money and everyone's like okay yeah, it's it's real weird because I know um, I think there's a senator in Hawaii who's pushing for legislation to like either push like to deny like stop loot boxes from or in games for kids. Like you have to be over 18 because it is gambling essentially. Um, I know Berlin, we've talked about, it, and a few European countries are really cracking down on it hard. Uh, and Basta made a good point of like I, I was surprised these companies were forcing games to reveal these odds. And Basta made a good point of saying like. The companies are doing it before there's legislation, before they have to by law. So it's better to do it on their own terms first. And I was like, that's probably what it is. It's a good point. And it even if we know the odds, you know there's still people who are going to do it. I mean, I fucking bought a lottery ticket the other day. I know those odds. I'd more likely to get hit by lightning twice while going to buy the lottery <laughs> ticket than actually winning it. I still bought it. Yeah. So like, people will still buy them. But I guess maybe this will be just be raise awareness of like, oh man, I, I you know I'm going to get that new skin I've been waiting for. And it's like, oh, you actually have like a zero point zero zero three percent chance of actually getting it. It's like, oh, maybe I won't sink forty dollars into this then. Exactly. So, oh man. It, I think it'll help most people. I think like with mobile games and like any microtransaction stuff, there's still those whales, those gambling addicts that are like. It's not gambling because it's a video game, ha <laughs> ha, and still just sink hundreds of dollars into this. <laughs> and it's like they have a problem; they need to be like treated and taken away from those games. Like yes. it is gambling. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that changes a few things. And yeah, I, I like what you said about is the Wild West. We live in interesting times, 
And interesting times are great for history. They're shitty to live through. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what will end up in the history books. Oh, God. Just... Like, That's a scary thought. Just talking about coworkers, <laughs> we're just like, the last like month, we're just like, it's felt like three years. Like, July felt like a, a year by itself. Right. It's like, oh, God. Uh, I hear that. Um, yeah. Is there anything else in show topics before we maybe play a quick conversation game? Um... Sure, uh, I didn't pop in show topics. Uh, less video game related, but I've talked about it before. Uh, Infinity Train is something I brought up before, and it's a new show that was coming on Cartoon Network. It actually started airing this week, and it's actually going to end this week. Turns out it's not a new series. Turns out it was a miniseries, and I did not know that. And I'm very sad that I was not keeping up with it till now. So um, I'll find, uh, you can find uh, where to watch it online. Um, but I've heard just nothing but like rave reviews about this show. And it's, a, you know, like the title suggests, it's an infinite train and all these different train cars are like almost different worlds. Like they're just so dynamic and expansive and just so crazy. And it looks real good. So if anyone's like, apparently this is a good, uh, good substitute for Adventure Time. If you're, if you're looking for a new show to scratch that Adventure Time itch, this is like really good. Uh, here compared to Over the Garden Wall a lot. So that's okay. easily one of my favorite miniseries series of all time. So uh, really looking forward to catching up on this. Nice. What else? Uh, OKKO okay is another Cartoon Network show. Um, video game tie-in. There's a ton of video game references in it. In it. Uh, but they recently had an episode with Sonic. So <laughs> if you crave Sonic and like good Sonic, not like weird CGI realism Sonic, uh, check out OKKO. Okay <laughs> I was going to say, did he talk about his appearance in the movie? I think they do. No, you know what it is? There's uh, apparently a moment where Sonic goes like, I'm the worst, which is a reference to John Ralphio in Parks and Rec, who was played by yeah. Ben Schwartz, who was voicing. Yeah. So there is like a little like wink and nod of like movie Sonic. Um, I'll take it. There yeah, you go. So it is real cool. Uh, the downside is that's it also came with the news that OKKO OK is being canceled. <laughs> so it's like, oh. That's another one on my list of like, I got to get around to watching that show. And they're like, oh, hey, by the way, it's canceled. It's like, fuck. So at least there won't be new episodes added to my catch up list. <laughs> oh, it's sad. It was a very good, like, from what I saw, it was a very good show. And like, they definitely were oh, getting a chance to do what they really wanted. And it's a uh, shame to see it go. But yeah, that is uh, like we said, there's so many good games out right now. There's so many good shows out right now. Like Amphibia is also, I mean. I'm biased. It's all cartoons for me mostly. So <laughs> I love animation. Yeah, uh, that the name of that show made me think, what's that band OK Go up to these days? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they they had all those crazy music videos like uh in Zero Gravity and Yeah, shit. that's the last one I remember. Oh, and Treadmills. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Uh a show that's on that's not uh animated, The Boys on Amazon Prime. Oh, I hear rave reviews like it's a super popular and stuff i haven't seen anything about it uh what are your thoughts it's apparently the highest rated uh amazon prime show on imdb damn so that's impressive because it just beat good omens which i think was like got a lot of awards and a lot of praise um but good omens apparently is a mini series that was only like six episodes the boys i think is a full series um so they have more time to work with it but yeah, it's getting tons of like rave reviews and people who like really aren't into the genre are getting sucked into it and be like, wow, this is actually really good and really fucked up. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, The Boys is based off of a comic series uh, by Garth Ennis, I believe. And we talked about it before, how I wasn't too into the first few issues I read because it was just so excessively violent and vulgar and just twisted. To the point where I kind of felt like I was trying to compensate for lack of a story by doing it. <laughs> um, it's like I I don't ha- I'm not squeamish. I'm I'm not a, like uh, shy away from gore or anything. But it just felt like there was no reason for it. It was just like it felt excessive to be excessive. Um, but yeah, apparently the show can't do everything, and apparently that's helping it by like shying away from some of the insane shit. Uh, but like Keith Urban's in it, and it's just getting crazy rave reviews. And it's you know it's Amazon Prime, so it's all out, and people are just drooling all over it and um sorry uh plus summary for anyone who doesn't know it's like uh superheroes are in the world superheroes exist but they're all assholes or a majority of them are power crazed assholes and there's kind of a superman character who 
is not so subtly uh, like a tyrant and kind of runs like the Justice League with an iron fist of like, do what I say because I'm the most powerful and I'll fucking kill you if you don't. So it's just like really brutal. And the titular boys are a group of like kind of just mercenaries who find different ways to like teach the superheroes a lesson and keep them in line. And it may be by roughing him up and giving him a warning. It may be by just killing him. They may just kill the superhero outright because he's not worth saving. So it's apparently very intense, and I look forward to getting into that because I've, I've heard nothing but great things about it. Yeah, very cool premise, at least. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. Not my boys, though. The boys, to me, is Hollywood Handbook. No, I'm kidding. Or <laughs> the Doughboys. I'm the not Doughboys. sure. You got a lot of boys. One of, yeah, too many. Trace Horny Boys. Oh, damn it. Uh, anything else, though, worth bringing up before we play a quick uh, dead conversation game? I'm going <laughs> to revive. That's all I got. All right. Well, that's the thing. I was trying to think. I mean, we haven't played this in so long. We're going to play 10 questions, but I'm like, Ooh. who did the theme song for this? I think it was DJ Cutman, but it could have been. No, because I think Tony? DJ Cutman was only. Only I was the one. Okay, everything I thought so, else too. is Amp Ampy. Okay, that's right. I just wanted to make sure I get it right before I go ahead and say that. But we are going to play uh, 10 questions. I was like, I was worried. Just kidding. Music brought to you by Aunt B. Thank you. Um, let's see here. This one is specifically being played uh, as a shout out to Whitney because she has a really cool show called uh, Cool Breeze Over the Mountains. It's a podcast about Keanu Reeves. So that being said, this is 10 questions where I have a Keanu Reeves movie in mind and you have 10 questions to identify yes. it. Okay. Assumed it was going to be a video game because we're a video game podcast. And I was like, Cyberpunk 2029? Nah. <laughs> nah, fuck it. I'm pulling a wild card here. Uh, okay. Movies. Oh, uh, shit. Um, is it a recent Keanu Reeves movie? <laughs> Define recent. <laughs> uh, uh, last 10 years. No. I, just, I will keep track of your questions. I just want to say, is it the Matrix? But I don't want to guess that right away because I feel like it's too on the nose. Um, was it rated R? Let me find out. I think the answer is yes, but I want to be Ooh, certain. That narrows it down a good bit. It, it might still be the Matrix. It is not R. Oh, it's not R. Okay, that opens it up a bit. Uh, God damn. I swear to God, it was the fucking lake house. He's so mad. Um, is, is he the main star of it? Is he like the main character? I mean, yeah, that's my question. Yeah, that's a fair question. And I will say yes to this one. Okay. It's it's tough because it's like, I can't think of many movies where he's not the main character. So, right. So it's like, oh, that doesn't really help me too much. Um, was George Carlin in this movie? Because <laughs> that'll narrow it down real quick. No. Damn it. All right, so not in the last 10 years. Oh, God, it's 2019. I feel old. I know. That fucked me up when you asked that. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> God damn it. Lake House isn't in the last 10 years. It could still be the Lake House. I'm so mad if it's the Lake House. Um, God, it's it's not rated R. So I don't, I'm pretty sure a scanner darkly was rated R. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of those movies where I say it's definitely not this movie. And then it totally is that movie. Because <laughs> I've done that so many times. Um, but a scanner darkly, no, a scanner darkly is R. Okay, so it's not that. That's a weird trippy movie I figured you'd pick. Um, so it's four questions. I don't know many 
other questions I can ask besides just guessing movies. Is it Constantine? No. But okay, we're halfway. Halfway. You got five questions. You can do this. Because <laughs> like I know of these movies, I haven't seen them though, so I don't I don't know any questions that'll help me narrow it down other than nailing down the specific question itself or to the movie itself. Oh god. Cause I, I they're not they have nothing in common, do they? Is it no was it made before 2000? No. It was made after 2000. Okay. So it's within 2010 to 2000. Shit. So you got four left. I know you can do this. Shit. That still includes the lake house. Oh. That's just not a great movie. Uh... It's not Constantine. Um, uh, what's the, uh, the the day the Earth stood still? No, uh, <laughs> that movie sucked. Is it? Is it any of the Matrixes? Is it anyone in the like the Matrix One, Two, Three, the Animatrix? Any of them? No. Nope, okay. that is a really good question because you get four out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I just want to cover that base just to be sure. But Shit. you only have two left. Shit. This Shit. is down to the wire. I was worried. I honestly thought I was just like, I just thought you'd be like, is it this? And I was like, oh, that was the quickest game of <laughs> 10 questions <laughs> He's ever. in so like, much. He's in so much more than I thought. Yes, I agreed. Yeah, and that's why that podcast is so interesting. You guys got to listen to it. But uh, they just wrapped up season one. It was really good. God, I don't, I don't know enough to like narrow it down. Is it? Oh, what's this one that he's in that a lot of people seem to like? The uh, the replacements. Yes. Ah! <laughs> yes. And I was like, so like tempted to just like halfway change it into it. Just the be like, I'm just gonna pick the lake. <laughs> control you like, i was saving that for the last is, question i was waiting for you to be like is sandra bullock in it and i'm like well if he does that it could be speed technically that's but, the thing. it's uh, only two movies there there's the connection uh and also why the fuck wasn't keanu reeves in speed 2 when i like i was like oh he definitely was but then when i pulled it up i'm like it was a completely different dude but sandra bullock's in it anyway that's just random tidbit for speed you speed 2 is like the Aladdin Return of Jafar. Like, that's a direct-to-DVD movie. Like, it, that's not Keanu Reeves. I like Return of Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it's not the full-budget first one. Right. I know what you're saying. It was, instead of a bus, this time it's a fucking boat. It's going a into boat. The fucking Yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, But yeah, The Replacements, fucking phenomenal movie. I mean, I don't know if it holds up because I saw it back in 2000. I just remember as a kid being like, I really like this movie. There's funny moments with like this soccer guy that's like actually kicking field goals and shit. And like, I don't know. It was just very good. Might be problematic. I don't remember. So (laughs) I want to rewatch that though. And hopefully look forward to the episode when they cover that one. Because that was around, yeah, a year after The Matrix. So in his career. What is a problem act these days? Uh, yeah, That's replacements true. have not seen. Don't I know oh. Gene Wilder's in it, and I think that's everything I know. In three hundred plus episodes, there's no way we haven't been problematic. But that's oh, fine. Oh God, just me alone. Yeah, <laughs> but that's how we play. Ten questions. Well, that was a fun episode, Bren. Uh, glad we could play that game. It's been who knows how long. Uh, let's wrap this up and do some plugs. Where can our listeners find you? You have an anime podcast. Yes, I mentioned it earlier. It's called Are Weeb There Yet? W-E-E-B. Uh, it's an anime podcast where it's... I mean, they don't listen to this. It's how did this get made, but with anime. <laughs> it's three Hell people yeah. watching an anime saying, like, what the fuck is... Watching three episodes of an anime going, what the fuck is this? And us trying to decide if the main co-host Dugan, or main host Dugan, uh, would continue watching it. Because he's the most anime-averse 
person. He's the best of that podcast. There we uh, go. So we try and get him to watch it. Uh, the most recent episode that went out was, God, I don't know. I know one of our more recent episodes was Do Ra Ra Ra, which is an anime I very much enjoy. And after that episode, it's clear that no one else I know on the planet enjoys that anime. <laughs> and all of my friends that have watched it have not enjoyed it. And it's probably actually the most heated me and Dugan got on our podcast. <laughs> Great. So, I got, look forward to got this. A little t- got a little uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anime podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. Awesome. And listeners, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe at all the places on the internet at ABT Silence. Like I said about earlier, I'm hoping to get that Elgato capture card, so maybe I'll be streaming some uh, Nintendo stuff. We'll see. But that's uh, twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. And my record label is Missed Out Records. Uh, like I said, expanding, growing, all sorts of stuff. Lots of new releases to keep your eyes on there. Uh, MissedOutRecords.com and just at Missed Out Records on social media and stuff. So thanks for listening for to this week's episode. We will be back next time. See you guys. See you.